Wow, the NFL truly has no offseason. Hello, and welcome to episode 3 of the Ford Foggers Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Party. Today we're going to go over some of the wild news that broke this week, as well as my NFC free agency preview, which just changed up a lot with news breaking as late as today. Let's get right on into it. Alright. So we're going to kick things off with the Combine, which, if you can believe, was only last weekend with all the wildness that happened. kind of just got swept under the rug, I feel like. Um, so to keep this from being too long, I'm just going to do one winner and one loser on each side of the ball. Starting off with Christian Watkins, the receiver out of North Dakota State. Uh, measured in at 6'4", 205, with 10 and 8 inch hands. It's good size, good hands obviously like you want big hands make it easier to catch the ball uh ran a 4-3-6 which was some of these cr- times at the combine are crazy and he was one of them also had a 38 and um 38.6 inch vertical and a 11-4 broad jump so he just tested out of this roof he showed explosiveness he so so showed speed he has size uh look for him day two maybe even day one of the draft at this point with how good he was looking uh, my loser for the offensive side of the ball is going to be Traylon Burks, the Arkansas receiver. He measured in at 6'2", 225, with 9 and 7 8 inch hands. Uh, he's a bit shorter than what he was originally said to be, and his hands are a bit smaller. Like, he was supposed to have these giant glove hands that catch everything, and he never really had a drop problem, so don't expect that to contribute too much. It's just not as large of hands as you expected. Also running a 4.55 with only a 33-inch vertical and a 10-foot-2 broad jump. Just not as explosive, not as fast as you would like to see. Um, he does have, like, long strides, though. He's going to... When he hits his top speed, that's where he does the, his most damage. So ho- he still should be solid. Still should be, like, a late first, maybe early second now. But he's... Some people were expecting him to just test out of the waters and get into the first round conversation. Um, he did, however, run a seven-two. I think it was three cone. Yeah, seven-two eight three cone. So that's also like middling athleticism. Next up, we got Jordan Davis, the monster defensive tackle out of Georgia, and wow, he just blew things up um, at six-six three forty. One pounds. He ran a four seven eight, um, forty yard dash, which was by far the fastest out of anyone at his weight. Donatari Poe like blew up the combine when he ran a four nine somewhere around there at three forty pounds, and he blew that out by over point one second. He was the second fastest defensive tackle, off by point oh one seconds, just behind his teammate um, Devonte Wyatt and. He just showed all the athleticism you want. Now you can see him as like a mobile clay block that once he learns these pass rush moves, which he's working with like pass rush specialists to get into. So he's not just pigeonholed as this two gapping defensive tackle. He wants to be more than that. And he's working at it. Uh, He also had a 32 inch vertical jump and a 10 foot three broad jump, which once again, just crazy explosive. That's one inch shorter than the wide receiver Jalen or Traylon Burks and one inch farther in the broad jump. So just, that's... A man of that size should not be able to move like that. That's going to be scary to see in the next level. Um, 
And then my loser, I didn't, there wasn't any crazy loser from on the defensive side, even offensive side, like Traylenburg's still going to be likely a first-round pick, maybe slips into the second. Um, but I chose DeMarvin Leal uh, out of Texas A&M as my loser with a six, measuring in at 6'4", 283. Uh, he's kind of got this tweener body type, play a little inside, a little outside, but he just didn't wow from an athletic standpoint, which is what you want to see from these tweeners. Uh, he was only around a 5-4-40 and had a 27-5 vertical jump and an 8-10 broad jump. However, he did impress in the 20-yard shuttle running a 4-4-9. So that is, like, he shows the kind of, like, quick twitchiness, which could help him win, but he doesn't have, like, that explosiveness, the speed. So it's tougher to see how he's going to win when he makes it to the league. So this year, eight teams decided to use the franchise tags to uh, keep their players that they wanted around. We're going to start off with the Chiefs tagging Orlando Brown. He's going to make about $16.7 million. I think it's a great move by the Chiefs. It's less money than you'd be paying Orlando Brown. Uh, he'd probably demand like $20, $21 million per year. Now you're only paying him sixteen point seven. Gives you another year to make sure that, like, hey, he can handle our system. He can work with us. Um... Yeah, I just think it's smart, and you can't just you can't just let him walk after trading away a first round pick. Uh, next up, we got Browns tagging David and Joku and Joku for ten point nine million. It's just like one of the weirdest sagas, man. Like they draft David and Joku in the first round, looks good out the bat, and then kind of has a little falling out. They sign Austin Hooper. He becomes like the third string tight end at one point, I think, just barely playing. Wants to get traded, and now they franchise tag him. Like what I. Uh, they clearly value having a two tight end system or maybe they're looking to move on from Austin Hooper. I don't know what's going on there. That's that one confused me a lot. Um the Bagel Bengals tagged Jesse Bates for thirteen million. Um once again I believe that's a good move. I think I hope that they're just using this as kind of like a short term option to give Bates a long term deal. He deserves it. He's one of the best young free safeties in the league. Um, unless he's demanding like crazy money, like 20 plus, like, I don't know why it's taking so long to get this deal like that. Either the Bengals are severely undervaluing him or Jesse Bates is trying to like completely reset the market. He's going to be the highest paid safety after he gets his deal. Just how much does he want to be the highest paid, paid safety by? That's the question. Um, the back, the Buccaneers tag Chris Godwin. He's set to make 18.42, but I expect a long-term deal to get done. Um, they don't have too much cap flexibility right now, so if they extend him, it will actually free up more cap space than just keeping him on the um, franchise tag. And I'll talk a bit more on how that affects the roster when I get into the Buccaneers and the free agency preview. Uh, the Dolphins tag Mike Gusecki for $10.9 million. I could see him making the case that, hey, I'm not a tight end. I'm a wide receiver. He played most of his snaps out wider in the slot way more than he did in line as a blocking tight end. So we'll see how that goes. But I definitely think it's a good move by the Dolphins. Keep him around, especially if they can get him for that price tag. And then Devontae Adams tagged by the Packers for $20.1 million. Uh, once we saw Rodgers was going to resign, this kind of was a given. And yeah, he's sticking around. They'll probably work out a long-term deal with him too, probably four years as well. So they leave around the same time. And that will free up cap space too. Same thing, as I said, with Godwin. Uh, surprisingly, the Jags tagged Cam Robinson, their tackle, uh, second year in a row. So he's set to make $16.662 million. 
And that that's a lot of money for Cam Robinson. He's been a replacement level tackle or worse since he's been with the Jags. Yes, he's been better this last year, but better as in not the worst tackle in the league. Um, they must have seen something they didn't like at the combine or in their interviews with these tackles when like, or just completely fell in love with Aiden Hutchinson. But so I don't see why you don't take that money and throw it at like, Toron Armstead. Sorry, I kind of sneeze. Okay. Uh, throw it at like Toron Armstead or something instead. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought there was more options they could do than just pigeonholing themselves in with Cam Robinson. And then lastly, Dallas re-signs Dalton Schultz. Um, very solid tight end. He's on like he's coming up, getting better. A lot of the times, tight ends don't reach the full potential on their rookie contract and stuff. So it's good to keep him around, keep building that offense, make sure these weapons are in place. Because when Dak has his weapons, he's one of the top quarterbacks. But when those kind of start falling apart, you, I don't really want to see what happens with that offense when Dak loses his weapons. Um. Next to talk about is Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay for an undisclosed amount right now because apparently it's not four years, $200 million according to what him and Pat McAfee are saying. Uh, yeah, and obviously, like, I feel like all the signs were starting to point here. He's a two-time MVP back-to-back, four-time total, but two-time in these back-to-back years since they drafted his replacement. We'll see if they trade Love, how they go about that, and... Yeah, it's a deal that I think the Packers should have made. He gives them the best chance to win. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, the Titans re-signed Harold Landry. He played just almost every single snap for them on defense, so he was going to be a tough one to re-sign. But now they have a lot of money locked up into their two edge defenders, um, Landry and Bud Dupree. And I just feel like neither of them are quality number ones. But maybe they're hoping Jeffrey Simmons can be that number one, and then these complementary pieces would work well around them. So I don't hate that they re-sign them, but that is a lot of money for those two edge defenders. Uh, next up, we got Mike Williams re-signing with the Chargers, about $20 million a year. Uh, that's a good deal. He's a big body receiver. It's only a three-year deal, so when the rookie quarterback contract window with Herbert closes up, that's when Williams is going to be... Um, his contract is set to expire. So I think that's a smart use of money using um, taking advantage of all the money that they're saving by having a cheap quarterback like Justin Herbert. And then just today, they traded for Khalil Mack. And wow, I did not expect to see that. Um, once again, building around the young quarterback using, they're able to take the $30 million cap hit that he brings. And now they just have one of the, best pass rushing duos the league's ever seen in Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. That's going to be scary for opposing offenses. And another big AFC West trade, the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. And wow, that this offense is going to be pretty nasty. Um they only they gave up a couple they gave up two first, two seconds, and then the three players lock Drew Locke, their quarterback, Noah Fant, tight end, and Shelby Harris, interior defensive lineman. Um, obviously, it sucks to lose Noah Fant, but I think you make this trade 10 times out of 10. They didn't lose Sutton. They didn't lose um, Judy. They could have lost either of them, and those are just wide receivers are just more valuable. And they have Alberto, who's been kind of like a decent tight end. They could sign another tight end in free agency now. Um, 
this is just a move that needed to happen. And now they're one of the most attractive spaces in free agency. They have some money to help build up the defense. Their offense is just about set in. Like, as I said, they could still use a tight end. Um, but, yeah, this is just a huge win, and that division is going to be crazy. You got four top 12 quarterbacks all competing in the same division, and I just – they're going to produce some of the best games of the year. It's going to be exciting to watch. All right, so now we're going to get into my NFC free agency preview. Kicking it off with the Rams. They're sitting with $20 million over the cap hit right now, and they that puts them 30th in the league. Some notable free agents include Sony Michelle, the running back, Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver, Joseph Noteboom, the tackle, Austin Corbett, the guard, Brian Allen, the center, Sebastian Joseph Day, interior defensive lineman, Agbania Akamoranquo, I believe I got that right, <laughs> Edge, Von Miller, Edge, Darius Williams, cornerback. Um, that's a lot of starters that they're going to need to replace and no money to do it with, so we'll see what they can do. Um, I put Andrew Whitworth as a retirement candidate. Obviously, he's just won the Super Bowl. He's over 40 years old. Maybe he comes back for another year, but I didn't really see anyone who was a cutter trade candidate. Obviously, like they're going to find ways to get around that. Um, but if he retires, I believe how it works is they free up 16 million in cap space. I'm not entirely sure. I was trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah. Uh, positions of needs, I have them right now as O-line, edge, and linebacker. Um, you got to remember with wide, with Odell leaving, you still have Robert Woods coming back. Their wide receiver core should be fine, I believe. Um, their O-line, though, they're losing three starters potentially. And then Joseph Noteboom, who's a solid swing tackle, who could be a starter. Like, you probably will get a starting opportunity. Um... They need to do like a stars and scrubs approach, just as as they've been doing. They'll free up space to re-sign some people, but I don't really know how they can get anyone else under the cap. Um, I was saying like maybe Alaric Jackson, Bobby Evans, they can step into roles now that the people ahead of them on the depth chart are leaving. Um, maybe they can get someone in free agency or more likely the draft. Uh, they've been pretty good at getting these late-day contributors along the offensive line. Um, the edge position, whoever whoever's playing there always looks better because they have Aaron Donald. But So don't be surprised if they get someone to come in and look good. Maybe if they even get Vaughn to come back, ring chase again. Um, and although I put linebacker as a position of need, they year in, year out, ignore the linebacker position. Sean McVay understands it's the least valuable like by like wins above replacement and other metrics along the defense. So they're willing to put people in who are just going to do their job and don't need to be anyone too special. All right, next up we got the Cardinals. They're sitting with 5 million in cap space, puts them about 20th. Uh, notable free agents include James Conner running back, Chase Edmonds running back, Christian Kirk and A.J. Green wide receivers, Zach Ertz and Max Williams tight ends, Max Garcia guard, uh, Corey Peters, interior defensive lineman, Chandler Jones, edge, and Robert Alford, cornerback. Uh, cut and trade candidates, I put as DJ Humphreys. They take a $4.3 million dead cap penalty, but $15 million in space. Justin Pugh would be a $2 million penalty with uh, $10 million in space. 
and then Jordan Hicks, three million dollars in dead cap versus six and a half million in freed up space. Put their positions of need as O line, wide receiver, tight end, interior defensive line, edge, and cornerback. Um, maybe Josh Jones can stuck step up for them either at tackle or guard. Third round pick from a couple years ago. They don't really have the resources to go after any of these big name free agents that are hitting, but luckily this free agency class especially along the interior is quite deep so maybe they can get someone later who will be a solid starter um they need to get like one or two more targets between like wide receiver and tight end for kyler murray i wouldn't prioritize tight end just because kyler is smaller he doesn't target the middle of the field as often so if they can get another outside wide receiver uh maybe like a speed guy like fuller at mbs just be a downfield target for uh kyler to hit and then, um, yeah, they don't have much uh, much space to bring in anyone for on the defensive side. I could see them going after, like, Clay's Campbell, maybe bring him back and his career as a Cardinal. Uh, but I just think that the offense is much more important to invest in right now, especially with all the drama with Kyler Murray. You want to make sure that he, like, feels the team respects him and wants to build around him, wants to help him. And you also want to see, is this guy someone we want to build around? Like if we give him these weapons, is he going to be good enough to lead like one of the best offenses in the league the entire year, not just at the beginning. Uh, So there's a lot of questions for the Cardinals and not much that they can do to answer them. The Niners are sitting about four and a half million over the cap at 25th place in the NFL. Some notable free agents include Raheem Morris, the running back, Kawan Williams, the wide receiver, Lincoln Tomlinson, the guard, Daniel Brunskill, guard, Tom Compton, tackle, DJ Jones and Maurice Hurst, interior defensive lineman, Arden Key, edge, Kawan Williams, cornerback, Jason Fred, Josh Norman, also cornerbacks, and Jaquiski Tart, the safety. Uh, cut and trade candidate, Jimmy Garoppolo. That one's pretty self-explanatory. He's a uh, $1.4 million against the cap, Twenty. Or dead cap and then 25.5 millions in savings um, so they're going to end up just by that one move alone before they do any restructures before they cut smaller people free a million here million there that's going to put them at about 20 million which is a lot more than negative five um I, they got to bring back some at least one or two of these guards i'd definitely say bring back lincoln tomlinson he's been good in your system former first round pick kind of fizzled out in detroit and now he's was one of the better guards in the league so they should definitely try to prioritize bringing him back but if he's like demanding top dollar as a guard like oh i'm former first round pick using my potential maybe go with someone on a bit of a cheaper side like um james daniel austin corbett maybe even quentin spain late career guy um they're losing like a lot of depth along interior defensive line but those are like, as I said in my last episode, these guys are typically a bit easier to replace with veterans in free agency. Uh, maybe they do want to bring back uh, DJ Jones. They didn't get anything out of Maurice Hurst signing him last year, but so maybe they sign him again, one year prove a deal for the second year in a row. Um, and they need cornerbacks. Uh, they could bring back Kwan Williams, maybe a killer Witherspoon too from, I think he played Pittsburgh last year. Um, anyways, they need to just get some more bodies there. That was the weakness of their defense, and it cost them games. So, we'll see what they do there. 
Next up, we got the Seahawks sitting with $50 million in cap space now after trading Russell Wilson and cutting Bobby Wagner. That puts them fourth in the league. Um, notable free agents include Geno Smith, Rashad Penny, or Geno Smith quarterback, Rashad Penny running back, uh, Gerald Everett tight end, Will Disley tight end, Ethan Pochick the center, Dwayne Brown and Brandon Shell the tackles, DJ Reed Jr. and Sidney Jones the quarter cornerbacks, and Quandre Diggs the safety. I don't see any more cut or trade candidates. For them, um, we'll see what they end up doing. Maybe there's some people who are like, "Hey, man, I just want out. Like, I'm not down for the rebuild because that's what they're gonna. That's what they're committing to, unless, unless they trade for a quarterback. Um, positions of need now, obviously, quarterback, um, offensive line, no longer tight end because now they got no fan. Um, edge, they got some help along the interior defensive line with Shelby Harris, so it's not as big of a need. I don't expect them to splash there anymore um cornerback and a safety um so for targets that they can go after in free agents i said you should probably just stick with lock tank you have a chance of getting that number one overall pick you can end up with bryce young um i don't really know too much about the quarterback upcoming but right now it's looking like bryce young should be the number one overall pick he should be good um if not hopefully there's another quarterback that emerges because they're going to be picking up there anyways. Um, they could, however, with their new draft capital, trade for Deshaun Watson if all of his legal situations play out. I don't think... We'll see what happens, I believe, tomorrow. So when this goes live, sometime this day, we will find out what happens with Deshaun Watson uh, legally. And if the allegations are false or if he's cleared to play whatever... Uh, I think the Seahawks should at least like entertain the option. Like they they're out of conference. They have all this draft capital. The only problem is they don't really have that good of a team around him. Um, but Watson's used to that in Houston, so maybe he can <laughs> elevate the, these guys too. Uh, he's got better receivers than he did his last year in Houston. So we'll see what happens with all that. Um, they need just offensive linemen across the board. Definitely should get at least like three solid starters, I'd say, in free agency. Um, maybe now they kind of hope one of the top, like, one of the top six offensive linemen in the draft should probably be where he, where they're drafting. Maybe they just are like, okay, like, we'll just sit, get an offensive lineman in the draft. Um, but they should target guys like maybe like a good trio would be like Brian Allen, Mark Glowinski, and Riley Reef. Um, they need pass like defense help the entire front seven back seven they need everything um they need edge cornerback but we'll see what they do now with all this money i think they can go after one of the big name guys um along the edge like maybe bring chandler jones over from his rival team give him big money um go after like a carlton davis they bring back dj jones jr having all this cap space now like frees them up to do so much more than what they could before all right now we got the nfc south starting off with the tampa bay bucks they're sending 10 million dollars over the cap putting them in 28th in the league um some notable free agents include leonard Fournette and ronald jones running backs robert gronkowski and oj howard tight ends ryan jensen the center alex cap the guard and Dominican Sue, the interior defensive lineman, William Golston, interior defensive line, Jason Pierre-Paul, Edge, 
Carlton Davis and Pierre Desir, cornerbacks, and Jordan Whiteside, safety. I don't really see any cut or trade candidates on this roster that aren't like glaringly obvious. Um, positions of need include quarterback, interior offensive line, and interior defensive line. Um, so I think that they could go after like a veteran quarterback, uh, like maybe Tyra Taylor, who could either start over Trask or back him up. Um, they don't have the money. They don't have the assets to go after one of these big-name quarterbacks or even like a Marcus Mariota-tier quarterback. Maybe they can free some stuff up and see. Um, but I think the move right now, you drafted Kyle Trask to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, and now Tom's gone. No way No way the Buccaneers went in with zero clue that Brady was going to retire. So I feel like that they took Trask thinking like, hey, this is going to be our guy next year. Like, there's a chance he's going to be starting for us. Um, They're going to have to go cheap on an offensive line. They don't really have the money to keep these guys around. Um, Maybe they can get, like, a guy like Hainsley along the interior to step up and um, sign, like, a cheap guard like Ted Cross. Um, And then they need, like, compliments on the defensive line with Vita Vea. Maybe they can get someone like Tim Settle, Harrison Phillips, Moe Hurst. Uh, next up, we got the Saints sitting $33 million over the cap in 31st place. Notable free agents include quarterback Jameis Winston, wide receivers Kenny Still and Traquan Smith, tackle Tron Armstead, the interior defensive lineman Shai Tuttle, linebacker Quan Williams, cornerbacks PJ Williams and Ken Crawley, and safety Marcus Williams. Um, the biggest cutter trade candidate I saw was Bradley Roby. He's a solid cornerback, but if you cut him now, you can save $9.5 million versus just a uh, 600000 dead cap hit. So maybe you consider that and get someone like a Levi Wallace for like seven, six million, and be about the same tier and then have that additional like two or three million to spend elsewhere. Um, quarterback, wide receiver, and safeties, those are their biggest positions of needs, in my opinion. Um, I think they should try to bring back Jameis. He's been in the system for a couple of years. And, yeah, he's a solid quarterback who I think deserves another chance to start. And he's going to get it somewhere, and I just don't see why not the Saints. Um, if not, maybe just roll with Taysom. Like, you've been – you keep re-signing and giving all this money. Like, he's got to be worth it, right? Um, and – I could see them like somehow getting enough money to get like a big play wide receiver. They need someone alongside Michael Thomas if he's even back again next year. Um, I think think especially if they bring back Jameis, they should go after like a speed guy like MVS, Will Fuller. Um, you know, Jameis has that strong arm, likes the downfield attack, and um, they definitely need need to go after a safety. Uh, at first, I thought may- like maybe they can find a way to squeeze Marcus Williams underneath the cap, but it looks like they're going to let him walk. So maybe they go after like an older like veteran like Jason McCourty, um, Kareem Jackson. All right, next up, we got the Falcons sitting with $4 million in cap space, and that's 21st in the league. Some no- notable free agents, Cordero Patterson. I put him as um, WRB. Like he's a wide receiver running back. He's just a weapon. Uh, Russell Gage, wide receiver, Hayden Hurst, tight end, Dante Fowler, junior, edge, Fo- Foyasada Lunacun, the linebacker, 
Fabian Moreau and Isaiah Oliver, cornerbacks, and Jerron Harmon, the safety. Some cut-and-trade candidates include um, Grady Jarrett, the interior defensive lineman, Tyler Davidson, interior defensive lineman. Uh, Grady Jarrett, I see more of a trade. He's sitting with about a like a $23 million cap hit. If you cut him outright, it's like a $16.5 million saving versus a $7 million penalty. Tyler Davidson, it's a four mil, uh, about $3.5 million in dead cap or savings versus $1.2 in dead cap. And seeing this, I also put Calvin Ridley as a cutter trade candidate earlier. Forgot to put in my notes and talk about this earlier, but oh my gosh, what happened? He... Uh, he gambled on games, put some money down, and I'm seeing a lot of people say, like, that's a big punishment when you see other worse things like domestic violence get less punished. And I agree that domestic violence should be punished more, both legally and by the league itself. Like, they should give out a full year suspension as well, like, not just a two-game. But if you're compromising the integrity of the sport, like... You can't be doing that. So I understand why Calvin at least getting the whole year as a punishment. And I just think it's not like an apples to apples comparison. Like just because other people do something bad doesn't mean Calvin Ridley should get less of a punishment. You know what I mean? Um, moving on from that, we got the positions of need include wide receiver, running back. I put interior defensive lineman if Grady's traded. Um, edge and defensive back um yeah they don't really have too much money to be doing much as i said only like about four million maybe they can uh bring in uh like a receiver like dj chark bring back russell gage um that would be a bad trio with kyle pitts as well um they should try to get cordero patterson back but maybe he's going to be demanding a lot of money uh they could get creative, find another player who could do that. I'm not really entirely sure who could fit that role for them in free agency, but maybe they see someone they like. Um, with the limited cap space they have, they can aim for someone with like upside at edge, like someone young who, yeah, they haven't produced yet, so they aren't going to demand a lot of money, but they could blow up like Charles Harris, um, Derek Barnett. Agbani Akaronquo or Arden Key, like all of these guys have shown flashes of good play or our former first round picks. Um, wouldn't it be bad to get them in the building, see if they can develop a bit, bit better. And then they need a number two cornerback and then like another safety. I gave them like Levi Wallace and Trell Edmonds, fill out that secondary, you know. All right, the Carolina Panthers are sitting with $26.5 million in cap space, and that puts them 10th in the league. Some notable free agents include Cam Newton, quarterback, Matt Paradis, uh, center, Daquan Jones, the interior defensive lineman, Hassan Reddick, edge, Stephon Gilmore, and Dante Jackson, cornerbacks. Um, I don't really have any too obvious cutter trade candidates. And then positions of needs, I put quarterback, offensive line, tight end, linebacker, and safety. Uh, with the sixth overall pick, they're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes still. As I said, we'll see what happens Friday. Um, other than that, I don't think they should go after someone in free agency. I just don't think it's worth it with how much money you're paying Darnold. Um, if you get Watson, like maybe you can ship Darnold off for like 
apparently two-thirds if you ship into the commanders. Um, but you, you could get him like a fourth or a fifth. Maybe for Darnold, that wouldn't be terrible. Um, they need to target more linemen. Um, obviously, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I think that they should go after interior offensive line. As I said, this class is, or this free agency class is deeper. Um, they can get two, maybe maybe three interior offensive linemen, and then sitting at number six in the draft, they're likely going to be able to get one of the top three offensive tackles. Um, they need another linebacker right now to go with um, Shaq Thomas. But I don't think that they should have meant too heavily. As I said earlier, linebackers are one of the most important positions. Um, maybe they can get like a KJ Wright, Josh Barnes, someone of that like tier. And then same with their safety. Um, they can, but then they can have, uh, being a bit more of an important position, they can use to splash a bit more, maybe get like an Xavier Woods or Justin Reed. Next up, we got the NFC North. The Packers are sitting $45 million over the cap, putting them in last in the league. Um, expect that to fix up a bit once they officially sign Aaron Rodgers. That should free up space. And Devontae Adams, the extension, should also free up some space. Um, some notable free agents include Alan Lazard, Marcus Valdez-Gantling, and Equinemius St. Brown, uh, wide receivers. You got Robert Tunyon, the tight end. Dennis Kelly, the tackle. Lucas Patrick, guard, Devondre Campbell, linebacker, Rasul Douglas, and Kevin Keane, cornerbacks. Um, cut and trade candidates. I put the Smith brothers, Zedarius and Preston. Um, not literal brothers, just they have the same name and came in the same free agency class. Um, Zedarius Smith would be $15 million if you cut him savings versus like a $12 million cap hit. Maybe you got a team with someone on a rookie quarterback contract who can afford Zadarius like or maybe the Colts now that they have all this um cap space you could trade him there for like a late round pick because that's a big cap hit and you saw Khalil Mack who's a better player than Smith go for a second and a sixth today so we'll see what happens there and then Preston Smith um 7.2 against the dead cap versus a 12.4 million dollar savings um so expect one or maybe even both of them to be gone after this um but there are positions of need as wide receiver, tight end, edge, and linebacker. Um, edge if they trade or cut the one or both of the Smiths. Um, don't really expect the Packers to do much. Like They don't really do much in free agency ever, and they don't really have any cap space to do anything. I expect them to just to try to fill their um, holes using late free agency pickups and um, draft, just like they did in the past couple years. So the Vikings have, are sitting $15 million over the cap, uh, putting them in 29th place. Some notable free agents include Sheldon Richardson, the interior defensive lineman, Everson Griffin, the edge, Anthony Barr, the linebacker, Patrick Peterson, cornerback, and Xavier Woods, the safety. Uh, they could cut Michael Pierce, their interior defensive lineman. That would be a $4 million dead cap hit versus a $6.5 million in savings. And some positions of need include edge, cornerback, and safety. And they need a complimentary Ed Pete to go along Daniel Hunter. Um, look for veterans like Hughes, um, Hust, Houston, uh, Jason, Jason Pierre Paul. I don't know why I just like blinked on his name. Um, 
I think they can bring back Xavier Woods. He looked pretty good in their system last year. Pick up like a quality cornerback. Um, they don't really have anyone right now at quarterback. Like they have Dantzler, but it's kind of been in the doghouse a bit. So we'll see what happens there. But they could get someone like a Killer Witherspoon, uh, Levi Wallace. Yeah. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears. They have $53 million in cap space now after the Mac trade. That's what I'm guessing. Um, over the cap wasn't updated yet, so I kind of just did the math. But if that math was correct, it puts them second in the league. Um, some notable free agents include Andy Dalton, Allen Robinson, uh, quarterback wide receiver, uh, James Daniel, the guard, Jermaine Fetty, and Jason Peters, interior defensive lineman. Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols, interior defensive lineman, Alec Ogletree, linebacker, and DeAndre Houston Carson, safety. Cut and trade candidates include Nick Foles. Um, it's a $7.6 million dead cap penalty, but $3 million in savings for a backup quarterback. Um, not super. Don't think he'll get cut or traded just because that is a lot of dead cap and $3 million for a backup isn't terrible, but he's potentially on the move. And then positions of need, I put wide receiver, offensive line, interior defensive line, edge, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. Um, they need to get number one target for Justin Fields. Um, for whatever reason, Allen Robinson didn't work there, but get like, not Chris Godwin anymore. He's franchise tagged or Williams. Wow. Um, so I didn't update that part. Um, Michael Gallup's the top receiver on the market now, huh? Sorry about that. Yeah, so I'd probably just say get like Michael Gallup. Um, there's not really anyone else who can be a true number one now that these other receivers got franchise tagged. Maybe you can try to bring back Allen Robinson, but I just think at this point, like you guys need to cut ties. Um, Odell Beckham, maybe if he's able to come back healthier, faster, like he's ahead of schedule, you can bring him in. Um, I think they should try to keep James Daniel, especially with this freed up space now, because they need to just help this offensive line and they can't just be letting one of their guys who's actually good go. Um, they can get another interior offensive lineman like Austin Blythe or, um, Ethan Pochick from the Seahawks. They just need to get some guys in there. Um, they could also go after one of these top tackles. I think that wouldn't be a bad idea at all right now. Like, help um, with Tron Arpstead, Dwayne Brown, now that they have the money to do so. Um, yeah, they should also make a splash at edge, I believe. Chandler Jones, um, one of the Smiths, if they're released, or Randy Gregory, any of these guys would be an instant upgrade alongside Robert Quinn. Um even last year, they didn't have Cleo Mack for 10 games, so and their defense struggled without a true number two edge rusher. Um, linebacker, they doesn't need to be like a true priority. You got Roquan Smith there, but he definitely needed a running mate with Alec Ogletree on his way out. Um, for cornerback, do we see a Xavier Rhodes reunion with uh, Eberflus? Or maybe they bring back Kyle Fuller now that he's a free agent again outside of Denver. Um, secondary, they need some help in the safe. They need a safety to go in the secondary. Be a complimentary piece with Eddie Jackson. 
Um, maybe like Quandre Diggs, Jermaine Curse, uh, Kareem Jackson. And yeah, next up, we got the Lions sitting 25th or 12th in the league with 25 million in cap space. Um, they don't really have too many notable free agents. Uh, just Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, Charles Harris, the edge, Alex Anzalone, the linebacker, and Tracy Walker, the safety. Some cut and trade candidates I put as Trey Walker's edge uh, or Trey Flowers' edge. Um, 12.8 million dead cap versus a 10.3 million savings. Um, Use that money somewhere else. Just Trey Flowers hasn't been what you expected coming out of. Um, New England, and then Hali Vaitai, the guard. Uh, it would be a $3 million saving, so I don't know if entirely you want to do that, especially with a $5 million dead cap, but if you really want to do that somewhere else, you could free up a tiny bit of space. Some positions of need is uh, wide receiver, edge, linebacker, and safety. Um, those are just like the biggest ones I found. Obviously, the Lions uh, roster is in the middle of rebuild, but these are kind of what I think they should target right now. Um. I think they should go after a guy like Allen Robinson, maybe also um, Michael Gallup. Uh, they need like a third receiver to go with Quentin Cephas and Equin- not Equinemius, um, Amon Ra St. Brown. That trio, like a trio of Robinson, Cephas, and St. Brown could be one of the better ones in the league. Um, I think they should bring back Charles Harris. If not, maybe go after someone in the draft early um, with one of their free- first two picks. And then Tracy Walker's been one of their good young studs in the secondary, so I don't see why they would let him go. But who knows, maybe they do at this point. Uh, for agency starts in less than a week, so he could be on his way out. They can bring in maybe instead like a Marcus May, Quandre Diggs, or Xavier Woods. All right, and then the last division, NFC East, we're going to start things off with the Cowboys sitting a million over the cap. Uh, that's 24th in the league. Some notable free agents include Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson, the wide receivers, Connor Williams, the guard, Randy Gregory, the edge, Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker, Keanu Neal, the linebacker, uh, Drain Curse, Malik Jackson, or whew, Malik Hooker, and DeMonte Kazee, all safeties. And then cut and trade candidates, um, Demarcus Lawrence, you've been hearing some talks about him. It would be a $19 million dead cap, so I don't... That's a lot of money to take versus just an $8 million savings. If they find a trade partner, I could see that happening. I just don't see why you would take that much dead cap um, unless there's ways to work around that. And then Amari Cooper is $6 million dead cap versus 16 in savings. This one's seeming more and more likely. Like He's either going to get cut or he's going to get traded at this point. Um, because of that, I see positions of need as wide receiver, edge, uh, third linebacker, and safety. Um, I think at this point, they should bring back Michael Gallup. I'd be kind of surprised if they don't. He's one of the top wide receivers on the market. And if they're getting rid of Cooper, they need a compliment for, um, to go with, what's his name, C.D. Lamb. Um, I think also... Randy Gregory. If D-Law's on the way out, like you don't do that without bringing him back Randy Gregory. Um, but they also just need some more guys along the edge also so that Micah Parsons can be used more like as he's been used. Like he, Instead of having a pigeonhole him as a edge, you can use him in any position if you just have more bodies out there. Get someone like a Justin Houston 
um, Jeremy Hughes, Jason Pierre-Paul, just one of these older veterans to come in for a couple years. Um, they could also use some linebacker depth. Uh, right now, you got Parsons and Cox, but Parsons versatile. You don't want him playing true linebacker all the time. Like Obviously, you want him there sometimes because he's good at it, but he's good at other positions too. So having a couple extra linebackers wouldn't help or would help. And then um, I could see them bringing back Xavier Woods after a year gone from the team. Maybe they bring back one of their uh, three that they're letting go right now. Um, yeah, they just losing three safeties. You got, you got to obviously replace some of those guys. So next up, we got the Eagles sitting in 16th in the league with 17 million in cap space. Notable free agents include Derek Burnett, the edge, Steven Nelson, the cornerback, Anthony Harris, and Rodney McLeod, the safeties. Um, cut and trade candidates, I put Gardner Minshew. He, he's looked good in the times that he's played, both in Jacksonville and um, now here in Philadelphia. Um, it's a $2.5 million saving, so you wouldn't be doing this for cap purposes. So unless you get something that's like... I'd say unless you get like a fourth or a fifth for him, just keep him. Like he's a quality backup. He'll he'll push Jalen Hurts. And yeah, there's no reason to just get rid of him just for the sake of getting rid of him. But if a team that's desperate, like say the Colts come in offering like a third or a fourth round pick, be like, yeah, like you traded him for, you got him for a sixth. So why not? Um, Positions of need. I put wide receiver, edge, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. I also put like quarterback with, quarterback with a question mark um i don't think you found a free agent who can upgrade but maybe they're looking at one in the draft i feel like we would be hearing more of that though in like rumor mills and stuff but i haven't seen like anyone saying that the eagles are going to draft a quarterback recently um i think they need like a bigger body guy to go with Devonte smith uh but i feel like that's going to be more of a with one of their first three picks or when they're three first round picks i feel like they're going to go after that but maybe instead they go after like alan robinson like that could be a good mashup um and then right now you're sitting you're looking at brandon graham and josh sweat as your starters along the edge but graham's getting older sweat doesn't have the highest upside so maybe you get some like rotational guys like Ucheno Wosu um with Garrett Avery, I believe that was his name. He kind of played like a off-ball linebacker slash edge role. Um, you could go after like Agbani Ankawaro, who looked good in the Rams with limited snaps. Or get like Arden Key, same with the Niners. Like he started coming in looking a lot better. Um, they need a number two cornerback to pair with Darius Slay. Um, Steven Nelson should be it. He's played in the system, looked good. But if not, maybe they get like a DJ Reed, uh, Dante Jackson, Robert Alford. And then I expect them to resign at least like one of their safeties. Um, obviously, Anthony Harris is kind of disappointed, but he's still a quality safety. Maybe they get another one like Jaquiski Tart, um, Sean Elliott. And then this team also is one of the teams like the Rams who typically ignore linebackers. But maybe they'll go after like an old vet like KJ Wright, Josh Bryans. Um, maybe they're the team who goes after Bobby Wagner now that he's a free agent. All right. Next up, we got the commanders, uh, with only 6 million in cap space. So I wonder where all that went, putting them in 19th place. 
Uh, free agents include Ryan Fitzpatrick, J.D. McKissick, uh, quarterback, running back. Uh, Brandon Scherf, the guard. Cornelius Lucas, the tackle. Tim Settle, the interior defensive lineman. John Bostic, the linebacker. And then cut and trade candidates. I've got Landon Collins. Uh, he's in $9.6 million to dead cap, 6.4 to just cut him. And that's the savings. That's, what, that's the word. Um, I don't see anyone trading for him. He's not worth that price tag. So you're going to have to cut him. And you could get someone of his quality for like half that price. Um, Eric Flowers is just flat out $10 million in savings to cut. He's definitely turned his career around as a guard since being a bust of a tackle with the Giants, but $10 million is a steep price for a middling offensive, like middling guard. And then Matt Ioannidis, um, he's more of a trade candidate. They just have so many bodies along that interior defensive line that he's kind of getting lost in the mix. Um, $1.5 million dead cap penalty versus a $6.8 million savings. So I could see him being shipped up somewhere. You can get him for maybe like a third. Uh, positions of need, wide receiver, interior offensive line, safety. And if we're being honest, it's still quarterback. Um, I can't believe that they traded. That's another thing I didn't talk about at the beginning because I, I figured I'd talk about it right now. Um, they traded two third-round picks and then a second-round pick swap to get quarterback Carson Wentz. And... I just feel like that's a lot when you could have gone after like a Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, silver, similar caliber tier quarterback would have been less of a cap hit, and you wouldn't have um, you wouldn't have to give up any draft capital. So it's a very head scratching move um, that takes up a lot of their cap space. So we'll see. Maybe maybe they know something we don't. Maybe Carson Wentz fits really well with them, and he'll go off. Um, but Carson Wentz always does best when he's got a great wide receivers. And right now they have Terry McLaurin. Um, you hope Curtis Samuel steps up and uh, Diami Brown, um, the rookie from last year. But I could see them going after like Allen Robinson, bigger body guy. He could be his Alshon Jeffrey. Um. I don't they they no longer have the money to bring back someone like a Brandon Sheriff, but maybe they can go like Alex Kappa, Trey Turner, Andrew Norwell, especially if they cut Trey Flowers or Eric Flowers, sorry. Um and then they need like another safety to go along with Cameron Curl. They could get like uh Julius Peppers, Jordan Whiteshead, Terrell Edmond. Um, they just no longer have too much cap space to do any of that with. Maybe they some they restructure Carson one steal. I could see them doing something like that. Also free up, give him like a little extension, but make the cap hit only like twenty million a year. Um, and then lastly, we got the Giants, and they have um, the seven million seven point six million over the cap, sitting at twenty seventh, with notable free agents including Evan Ingram. Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, oh, so tackle, tight end tackle, and then Will Hernandez guard. Billy Price and Matt Skur are, are also guards. Oh, Billy Price is the center. That's a title. Okay, Lorenzo Carter, the edge, and then Jabril Peppers, the safety. Um, cut and trade candidates, I put James Bradbury. He's got a 9.7 dead cap versus a 12.1 savings. Um, I see him more of a trade candidate last year of his deal. 
Um, maybe he goes to Las Vegas. They trade him for like a second, maybe a third round pick. Uh, stays with Patrick Graham. Blake Martinez, 5.5 million in dead versus 8.5 in savings. Um, he would just be a cut candidate. I think I don't think anyone wants to trade for him. Sterling Shepard, uh, 7.9 dead cap versus 4.5 in savings. I don't think they do this one. Um, just because I don't see anyone trading for him, and that's a lot of dead cap to incur just for 4.5 in savings. But if they really need to, they could do something like that. And then Kyle Rudolph, um, it's a 2.4 in dead cap versus a 5 million in saving. I I don't see anyone trading, but they could definitely cut him. Um, I put positions of need as own line, tight end, edge, linebacker, and cornerback. But I'm also saying for quarterback. Um, I just start, saw this report yesterday, and I was kind of sad that I didn't get to say this, put this out there before I saw any major news networks. But I really want Mitch Trubisky to go to um, New York. He's already got the connection with Dable, so at worst, he's going to be a backup who knows the system. And he's going to push um, Daniel Jones, who hasn't been the number six overall pick, but Trubisky also hasn't been the number two overall pick, so... But they can push each other, bring competition. Um, if Mitch ends up the starter, then Daniel Jones didn't deserve to be the starter anyway. So I just see it as a win-win. Um, yeah, so I really expect Mitchell Dubisky to go to the Giants. Like, that's my strongest. Like, that that's the thing that I feel strongest about in free agency right now. Um, I think they should target, like, average offensive linemen. They don't have a ton of cap space, as I said earlier. And as I said, it's very deep right now. Um, so they can go after one, maybe even two of these interior offensive linemen to kind of shore things up and then draft a tackle um, with number five or number seven. Um, I think they should get like a tight end with upside. Clearly, it didn't work with Evan Ingram, but maybe it works with uh, Max Williams, CJ Uzama, or Mo Ali Cox. Um, they can be in played for edge defenders like... Hassan Reddick, Harold Landry, Charles Harris, JPP, Ocheno Osu. Um, I don't think that they, if they keep uh, Blake Martinez around, they don't need to go up to a linebacker. But if they cut him, either bring him back on like a cheaper, more team-friendly deal or like restructure that, or they can get like a quality veteran. Like, I don't think anyone here is worth really splashing on. So get like a KJ Wright or a Josh Barnes. Um, and then cornerback is only need if, they um, cut Bradbury, and they can go with someone like Steven Nelson, um, Patrick Peterson, or Rasul Douglas. All right, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you all for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, leave a like, comment, subscribe. Help spread the word. Um, Apple Podcast or Spotify, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends. Help spread the word about it. Um, yeah, and I'll see you guys next week where we're going to be going over the free agents. Free agency starts Wednesday, March 16th. So Friday, hopefully some of the big names sign. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys then.